gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Central Main. I think this is my second one now. How lucky am I? I get to host another Central. I can't believe they let me do it. Anyway, you know what the drill is, guys. It's us discussing the events of the past week because wrestling is very exciting during a global pandemic. Who would have thunk it? But this week, I am joined with three of a great variety of our panelists today. First up, we have someone who will probably keep banging on about Kenny Omega being his captain for the draft season. It is David Hockney. Yeah, I'm just going to emphasize the point home because me and Robert are going to win this whole thing, despite the fact that we're a heavy Wednesday night team for this draft. Good for you, Dave. You keep telling yourself that. And next up, we've got someone who is currently, after the first night, I can't even say the first week, the first night, who is currently neck and neck with myself and Strack. We have Mr. Grant McRobbie. Pleasure to be here. And Mr. Omega is my captain. Your hopes are getting rattled harder than Jack's chances in a car park. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Jack, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I can't control him. Um, well, we, we have somebody else here. We have somebody else here that is just as brutal when it comes to pissing people off. It is Ross. Yes, and I'm here to defend Jack, my my good partner on the priest, <laughs> represented by Damien Priest. And I mean, I mean, Grant, uh, Grant made reference to Jack's fondness of dogging. You know, I, I I have a fondness of Jack, not Jack's personal life, so I can't really comment to that. But what I would say is, week one, slow and steady. We're keep we're going. <laughs> We've not blown a load just like Jack yet. I was going to say that's things you can say oh, in the draft dude. and also in bed. So well done, Ross. Well done. <laughs> How are you guys doing this week? Have you been enjoying the past week of uh, of wrestling? I was enjoying my week until Grant's savage attack on my tag partner. But other than that, I've been okay. Yeah, Grant's just <laughs> not far. Grant's just set the bar for this central now. Like, I don't think I've seen a Miss Savage in such a while. Is, would you that's call that's it some it? strong talk coming from the number three boy in Smackdown Live. <laughs> the number three boy. All right, no, I think you're talking to me, not Dave. <laughs> and yes, besides the, the abundance of snow in Glasgow this week, I know that Grant's had a fun time with the snow, so... This is probably why he's got a, a whole bunch of confidence. I'm not going to lie. But yes, we will start with the key talking points. Now, I will start off. It's just like a little something I've seen uh, on Britt Baker's Twitter that she seems to hate Star Wars fans. So I don't want to make a nice wee comment about Britt Baker and her hatred towards Star Wars fans. Like, why hate Star Wars? Like, is it just... Uh... But I, I really don't don't understand where this this sudden hatred's coming from. I mean, she just said that it's, it's like an illness, you know, on busted open radio. <laughs> uh, is, it, is, it, is it? Do you think it's the equivalent of saying, "Oh, you hate"? Uh, like, say, if it was any of us saying, "Oh, we hate 
uh, Twilight fans or something because it's all soppy and stuff. But or do we hate? I don't know. Do we hate Star Trek either? You know, you you could apply it to anything. But you know, we're just different people with different interests and stuff. It's a bit seems a bit you know a bit out there. Don't you think? Uh, no, Grant, we do call Star Wars. I said, I'll get, I've got a long list of people and things that I hate. I'll take it from here, Brett. Um, <laughs> people's knees. Star Trek, the original series. William Shatner's wig. William Shatner's knees. Milk steak. <laughs> Dayman the musical. And other non Charlie Day related things. Uh, yeah, it was just something I randomly seen this morning that she's just coming she's coming at star wars fans for i don't know apparently being an illness i don't well, that's a bit harsh that i've never seen that but i was about to say like i don't think it's that it's it's one of those ones people use on twitter to get like easy interaction and all that it's like unpopular opinion i don't like game of thrones unpopular opinion i don't like football i don't like this i don't like that like who gives a fuck <laughs> Yeah, it's just different people like different things, as, as we said. Well, we'll as you can we'll, see, I'm, I'm very up for that news story there, as I shouted, who gives a fuck? I know, I was going to say, it wasn't really a news story, it was just something that I'd, I was sitting listening to Busted Open Radio, because, you know, that's something I like to do, apparently. Um, and she just said that, you know, Star Wars is an illness, and I was like, hmm. Oh, and yet, some of us, and yet some of us have taken part in... Uh, Star Wars Gauntlet quizzes as well, hosted by David Campbell on First Time YouTube. And uh, I'd, I'd hesitate to say Star Wars is an illness when coronavirus is an illness and she's broke many a lockdown procedure, so <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's not throw stones at that glass house there, shall we, Brett? No. I mean, I can't really say much. She's in my, my draft team, so... Exactly. There's a, a reprehensible person for a reprehensible team. Let's just go with a simple thing. Like, let's face it. What you're more excited to see, Star Wars or a fucking dentist? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good analogy, actually. <laughs> She's a very prey dentist. Oh yeah, wouldn't well, they? Dent- dentist could be man Galgado. I'm not going. <laughs> wouldn't they know it's having Britt Baker as my dentist? Isaac Yankum has now moved to second on the stupidest dentist gimmicks list. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that was just a little something just to get us started off. It was something else I seen uh, on Instagram today that Eric and Sarah Logan welcomed their wee baby to the world. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Yep. We Raymond Cash Row. Apparently she went through 44 hours of labour as well, which is two straight days. Like... And I know they sort of ripped the piss of it in Friends, you know, where they had uh, Rachel going through, I think it was uh, 36 hours of labor, but and then she eventually got there. But, you know, this, this just outdoes it by quite a, quite a bit. Yeah, because they, they, they count from the second that the waters break, because that's technically when you're in labor. Mm-hmm. So, so, it'd be very, very uncomfortable and trying to push a wallen out of water, wallen, a watermelon <laughs> out of your vagina when... You know, I, good on her. I couldn't do it. You just said Fashina though, as in V C H. Is that, that is what the new word? Is? It is the Vashina. I thought that's where coronavirus was made in Vashina. <laughs> the ninth wonder of the world. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! But yeah, so we will give a nice um, welcome to the world of uh, you know a baby Viking, because you can't have enough of those in the world. <laughs> Gran, I know the um, New Japan has been having quite a few shows lately in the lead up to. Uh, what is their next show again? I can't remember. Well, we've just had a new beginning um, in Hiroshima, um, literally just today, as we're recording. Yes, because um, all I know is that Hiromo beat show, and I'm very happy because yep, we're Hiromo. on the road to Hiromo versus Ibushi, and it is going to be a crazy match. And then an incredibly bold move, they had their heavyweight tag match go for 30 minutes and end in a disqualification, pissing people off left, right and centre, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> See, that's um, but, not even something that New Japan tend to do as well, which just makes it even funnier. You'd, you'd get that something. You'd get something like that out of uh, WWE's playbook. Like maybe something you'd see on a pay per view, or maybe Raw or SmackDown. This is like the if this happened in WWE, it's something you wouldn't want to see in NXT. You know, imagine uh, Cole versus Gargano two going for thirty plus minutes and finishing in a DQ. Like how stupid. Uh, would that be and how pissed off would the fans be at that? I think it, like yous are saying um, that obviously it's not something New Japan usually does but uh, I think because obviously coronavirus they don't have as many shows it's now like it's like if you're if you're watching the football at the minute it's like you know every time there's an available slot there's a game 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 so like New Japan is sort of not not in the same way WWE is, but they're kind of on the road a lot more now. And it is sort of a thing WWE would do, like maybe the pay-per-view after or before WrestleMania. We're just coming off Wrestle Kingdom, so maybe it is just a, like, look, we've got all these matches and bookings we need to honour, but we need to just kind of get to the next pay-per-view and not give too much away. <laughs> it's clever how they've done it for the story. It does make sense for the whole, like, like shows leading up to it, Tai Chi eventually mm-hmm. losing the plot. and. I don't know if you noticed, Sarah, but we've also got two more matches confirmed. We're going to get ELP and Hiromu, and then ELP and Ishimori against <laughs> Hiromu and Bushi. So we've got two junior tag matches and singles matches coming. Uh, I love ELP. It's a very big shame that they decide not to let him do commentary anymore. I, st- I still think the story behind him having the most dangerous super kick in wrestling is incredible. Hear, hear this, guys. The reason his super kick is so deadly, it's not a loaded boot because he's super kicking trees in Canada for the last nine months during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I love ELP so much. Go get some lumber for the fire for those long winter nights. <laughs> it proper sounds like a, like a Chuck Norris story come to life. Mm. Like, you heard one story that Chuck Norris can actually unscramble an egg. <laughs> but this is not going to turn into a Chuck Norris thing. Grant, <laughs> please keep us, keep us away from Chuck Norris. No, it's a thing turning into Chuck Norris, that's what it is, right? Yeah. I think good Chuck Norris is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like New Beginners, definitely been a, a, wee, a wee exciting run. Castle Attack's coming up in a couple, like just a bit two weeks as well, as, and we're also getting Moxley v's Kenta, so, you know, J- mm-hmm. Japan is going all out with it, isn't it? Mm. Better than them. Uh, Kenta, mean... And it's not just New Japan, Kenta's showing up in, but I'm sure we'll get to that at some point, won't we, Sarah? Oh yeah, we'll move, we'll move right on to that, you know, um, you know, Kenta appeared in AEW, I mean, it's not like it's a big deal or anything, guys, but he turned up in AEW. Wow. And, <laughs> you know, it was a very, very shocking thing, because at that point, at this point, we were like, 
mm, are they going to have a working relationship with New Japan? Are they? And then they finally announced, well, obviously John Moxley turned up on um, New Japan Strong. But we didn't expect Kenta to just come, you know, sauntering into Jacksonville, into the ring and battering a John Moxley. And you're like, that's Kenta. <laughs> that's <you> Kenta. <laughs> this actually raises an interesting point because now that Kenta's shown up in AEW and Moxley showed up in New Japan once again, because he, he, am I right in saying he's still the IWGP United States Champion? Yep. Yes. Well, I mean, they've already got this deal sort of going with Impact at the minute. You know, the Good Brothers have been showing up, Private Party's been showing up on Impact, and, you know, there's this bit of crossover feud between uh, AEW and Impact. Can you imagine the possibilities if they manage to incorporate New Japan stars into that front as well? Obviously, it'll be a little bit trickier because obviously they're on different continents. But in, if anybody, I think if anybody can, if anybody's going to make this work, it's probably going to be Tony Khan. Yep, yep. But Grant, <laughs> see when um, John Moxley went and turned up in New Japan, did you ex- expect to see Kenta turning up in AEW like he did? I had an inkling to it because Ken had been tweeting about like how far is it. How far is it to get to Jacksonville? <laughs> and it is known that he, he does live in Florida normally. Yeah. So this is where like Japan, like the, the Japan guys, you're not going to get the likes because everyone would love it if the likes of like Suzuki and that appeared because Suzuki himself said, hey, I've still got fucking business with Moxley. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, that would be great. But keeping it realistic, we've still got a fair few guys based in the US. Mm-hmm. So it's not impossible for other things to come in. Um, as long as it's done right, and I, I like the, the way they're using it to elevate kind of the top feuds at the moment, it works well. Yeah, it does seem to be deciding that it's going to be working well. Um, like, it, you know, what I would love is just like if, uh, if you know, Rocky Romero decided that he was going to turn up. <laughs> I'd love that. I like Rocky him. getting reunited with Trent, but sadly Trent is injured. But- That's a shame. They could angle that a lot. They could angle that for him to like join up with like Chuck T, for example. It would make story sense and like past history sense. Yeah, well, see, that was the other thing that happened uh, on AEW last week was Chucky finally broke free of Miro because he he, he basically he did do what he said he was going to do. He was going to be Miro's uh, butler after until after Kip and Penelope got married. They got married. And then, you know, shenanigans happened. It's a wrestling wedding. Yep. First of all, the first question I want to ask, why Father James Mitchell? Why? It's Do we know anyone else that's ordained? It's bound to go wrong, though. Pretty sure The Rock's ordained. But then again, obviously, you can't go. I'm ordained. That is true, yeah. You you have been ordained, yeah. I am ordained, yes. I can perform weddings in America. It's great. Oh, is it just America, not in the UK? No, it's not legal in the UK for me to do that, no. Oh well. But you can do that just for like $15, can't you? Was, uh, it, was that about that? No, mine's was free. There you go. I've been ordained for like three years now. Uh, <laughs> but yes, so as soon as I saw Father James Mitchell, I was like, well, this is not going to go well because, you know, Undead Realm and everything, just it, it, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. So PTSD. Um... At least no one got shot. <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. At least no one got shot, and no one got framed for shooting someone with their, uh, you know, ring rust. Mm. <laughs> and there was no John, Johnny Swinger. And no, no priest uh, got tombstoned either. 
Yeah, we we love wrestling wedding. If you guys want to go back and listening, listen to our show on wrestling weddings, you can catch it on the SSR back catalog. Yeah, back when we were allowed in a studio and uh, you know actually be within six feet of each other, all in the same room. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was going to say, I wouldn't say that AEW was actually like mega exciting last week. It's more still in the build up to Revolution. Apart from like the confirmation that Cody's going to be teaming with Red Velvet against Jade and Shaquille O'Neal. That's a very weird one. I think what was more weird was the vignette for for Jade trying to make out that we don't know who she is, but we're like, we clearly know who she is. <laughs> so it was just like very mysterious. It's like Jade and we're like, we know who she is. Yeah, we've seen Jade Cargill on <laughs> before, yeah? Yeah. Nah, she doesn't sharp bloody mouth. Um, but we've also got the upcoming AEW Women's like World Tournament Eliminator. Um, so, Grant, you're the big expert, especially when it comes to Japanese uh, Joshi, etc. Like, I'm not overly familiar with the women that are going to be competing in this tournament. So, if you are so kind to break <laughs> down who is in this tournament. Yeah, so there's even a few that I'm still still quite fresh on. Um, so I'll kind of focus on the ones that I do know a bit about it. So, so the names we've got in there are Rin K- Kadokura. Um, I'll be honest, that's one that I'm not too familiar with. There's Ryu Mizunami, uh, Veni, Yuka Sakazaki. Um, going on to ones that most of us will have probably heard of, there's Emi Sakura, who has appeared in AEW before yep. with the Freddie Mercury gimmick. There oh, is yeah. a- Aja Kong. If you oh, yeah. haven't seen her, mm-hmm. just think of Awesome Kong. Japanese version, absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, there is also, to me, um, there's Mei Suruga. I think she's been in AEW before. I think she was in the four-way last year. Probably. It's been that long, it's been that long since I watched it. And, of course, my favourite because she is pissing off Jim Cornette. She called herself the god of shit, the god of piss and shit as well. It's Maki Ito. <laughs> Mostly known for t- um, teaming up with Chris Brooks a lot in DDT. She is absolutely hilarious to watch and she's actually a real good wrestler as well and just she, she likes to call herself queen of the simps which i think is hilarious <laughs> it doesn't love to be queen of the simps <laughs> uh, but yeah and obviously just before we came on air <coughs> sorry excuse me oh, she's um, <laughs> the first night of covid <laughs> oh hell no i just got a dry throat um <laughs> we have uh, Hikaru Shida's actually come out of her two-week quarantine in Japan because she is going to be helping produce the Japanese side of this tournament uh, in the lead-up to, to the final from Japan versus America in this Eliminator tournament. And um, so it's nice to see that the champion has got a little something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's <laughs> featured very heavily. I'm hoping this is going to be a chance for AEW to redeem their their women's division a bit. This this tournament hopefully, hopefully. is has got some potential um, if they build some proper feuds out of it. I, I've got I've got a worry the Japanese side is really just to kind of make up the numbers, um, plus the travel restrictions adding from their complications to things. But I'm still looking forward to the possibility of like so. Let's like to me the women's brackets. I look at the American side and. I'm thinking Britt Baker's going to win that. I'm looking at all the contenders. She's the most built up out of them all. 
um, and then probably put her again across from someone like Mesa Riga or Maki Ito or mm-hmm. Aja Kong would be quite a, an interesting one. It'd be an interesting one to see how Brooke Baker would get out of that one. Mm. Uh, but again, this, this sort of goes back to what we're saying about you know the interaction between AEW and New Japan. Like to commit an entire bracket of this tournament to Japanese wrestlers, I, I think I appreciate that they're actually trying to expand on their sort of women's division a bit. But how? I think the one down downside is 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 it the exclu- the lack of exclusive exclusivity to AEW that might actually you know lessen the. Uh, the impact of the final result of this tournament and is it just a case of you know as grant said just trying to make up the numbers i mean it, it can sort of depend because it's not like aw's women's division is lacking because you do have the likes of Leva bates in there and um, that could have wrestled you've got evilise and diamante mm-hmm. you've got big swole we've not seen big swole in ages it's- so it's like it's stuff like that that i don't think they're lacking in numbers i think they just wanted maybe a little bit more diversity plus we all know that um, Kenny does have a lot of connections still back in Japan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he used to team with Rio, which Rio's representing the American side of the bracket. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure she is. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to on the Japanese side, it, I think it's, I don't know if it's more to give the champion a little bit more feeling like home. Or because you you don't know why they chose to go with Japan. It might just be because you know it's Kenny. Kenny loves Japan. Kenny's got like it, It's his home. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities to come out of this, and I'm I'm interested. I'm 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 open-minded with it because I I would I would love the Joshies to get a good showing on a big stage like that. Can all be yeah, so we've actually got like a beginner match, uh, well, beginning, not a beginner match, an opening match for the actual tournament. And we've got uh, Layla Hirsch taking on Thunder Rosa. So I'll get a quick prediction because that'll be going live uh, tonight after we've recorded. So, Dave, who do you think would come on, out on top of that? Thunder Rosa. Like, no two ways about it. Thunder Rosa, I think, has been getting a lot of exposure on AEW as of late. I'm surprised they've not signed her to a full-time contract either. She's been back and forth with Serena Deeb over the NWA Women's World Championship. And I I think she's actually had quite a lot of influence in AEW's women's division, despite not being a (laughs) full-time signee. Grant, what would you say? As much as I'd love it to be Leila Hirsch, because she is absolutely fantastic to watch, I think it's a Thunder Rosa win there. Yeah, Ross, do you agree with uh, Dave and Grant? Yeah, Thunder Rosa. Um, been brought in for another promotion. Another promotion. Still the NWA champion, aren't you? No. No, she no, lost it to Serena Deep. Right, well, fair enough. <laughs> well, there you go. So she was brought in as another person's champion, had to be protected. Now it looks like they're basically taking other companies' belts off her to bring her in. So I can't see her uh, losing that one, though. No. Yeah, no, it's, I do agree with Bran. As much as I would love Layla Hirsch, like, she still fe- feels a little bit new in terms of experience, just in my opinion. So, But it wouldn't surprise me if she was like the top woman in the company within the next year, couple of years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I would love to see Thunder Rosa because then there's a possibility of her and Britt Baker again. And I feel like we haven't gotten to see that enough because they only had the one match last week. So... I want to see more. <laughs> what else happened this week? Well, guys, no context, but uh, Nihilus Hole 
<laughs> the biggest talking point and most memed about thing in the last couple of days like this you know if you're having a rubbish week just rewatch this clip and it will just provide you provide you sheer hilarity and a lot of creative content for social media to just share amongst it yes it's very very newsworthy it's just a headline Nyla's hole and <laughs> um, so to give context to anyone who does not watch Raw, uh, Lana was taking on Nia Jax in a tables match this week on Raw. Obviously, Naomi and Lana are the number one contenders to the Women's Tag Team Championships. And <clears throat> Nyla decided to try and do a leg drop onto the apron. Didn't quite work. And obviously, there's no fans. And all you hear is they're going, ah! My hole! <laughs> Which, oh, brilliant. Later on, obviously, Lana managed to push her off the apron into a table, which a points for me in my draft, because <laughs> I drafted Lana. Uh, but yeah, most talked about thing this week, it's something that's so kind of childish for us to laugh at, but we're, we're all gonna, <laughs> we're going to laugh at it. Like, Ross, I know you're like the king of childhood, uh, well, not childhood, uh, childish jokes, basically. You want that carefully, I'm trying to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, you're the king of childish jokes, because you're, tra- you're also training to be a teacher, it's going to work for you. Yes, yes, it's, uh, you're training to speak to people my level. Um, but yeah, it's, whenever you see somebody hurt themselves, it's funny, you know, somebody, like football in the groin is a classic Simpsons example. Um, so, yes, Hans Molman Production presents Naya's Hole getting burst by apron. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a dodgy porn hub. I was about to say, don't, 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 apron was unavailable for comment. <laughs> I think it's also like, it doesn't seem like a very American thing to call it your hole, but that's what we call it. Yeah, um, (laughs) there's a lot of examples here where um, my hole means something very different in Glasgow, you know, um, Primark sell t-shirts that say hiya hun, and clearly I've not run that past anyone who lives in Glasgow. Um, (laughs) There is an actual name in America spelled J-O-B-B-I-E which does his job, eh? So, yeah, there's um, <laughs> certain things that don't translate well to the Scottish public. I'm pretty sure we can make a show about that. Oh, easily, yeah, like Scottish jargon and uh, slang phrases and how they're viewed by the rest of the world. Well, when you hear this, they say they're going to toss them off the cage, it's like a big apartment. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mick Foley even <laughs> said that. In his oh, my God, they tossed them off. Oh, pardon. <laughs> so, yeah, that means something very, very different. Yep. But... Grant, as a non-WWE fan, to see that clip getting shared in like our group chat with like no context, you're just like, what was your reaction? I was in hysterics, and I think my two favourites that have came in the back of it is where they put it to um, Hi Ho from oh, God. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, <laughs> which is outstanding. And the other one is, this now completes the trilogy. We had Billy Ray with, my balls. I do believe it was Rosemary with, my vag. And now Naya with my hole. Oh, God. Uh, amazing. <laughs> this, this is like Nia Jax's unintentional moment that makes her famous or infamous in the wrestling world. You know, it's, it, people now have a reason to 
either laugh with her or laugh at her because I think she acknowledged it on Twitter as saying that she's received a whole lot of support from fans, fans, fans alike. So a I company think- offered her a bidet. A company called Tushi <laughs> offered her a bidet. Yeah, so everybody's. Sorry, you would have. Oh, sorry, I was going to say. So basically, everybody's in on the joke now, even Naya herself. So I think we can all just look back and laugh on it and say this. Oh yeah, that happened. This was Naya's best ever WWE moment. It's basically a little bit of a bubbly, a little bit of the bubbly, isn't it? That went mm. far and wide. That went outside of the wrestling culture. So yeah, I. I it is going to be that sort of thing. I, I don't think it'll be long before it gets shared on some Scottish meme-style platform. That um, uh, you're to- totally not behind, Ross. No. no not at all, not at all. <laughs> um, but it, it also reminds me of, like, see when you're at an independent wrestling show and sometimes you can hear the wrestlers making small little comments about things. So it's like, no, 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 ah, fuck, or... <laughs> Kaylee Ray is very synonymous for doing stuff like that. Um, it just it makes you laugh because it kind of brings you back, and you're like, right, this is them selling it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like the it's like the ultimate sell. Um, I don't think you could get a better sell than you know Nia Jax yelling my hole. I mean, it's the hardest part of the ring for a reason. So I'm not surprised she wasn't. She was uh, she was hurt by oh, it. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> for God's sake! <laughs> that was low hanging fruit. <laughs> King of the childish jokes. Oh, um, but yeah, other things did happen on Raw. Um, we had a, a quick return from Shane McMahon to help Big Adam Pierce announce what was going to be the Elimination Chamber match. So we've got the WWE Championship is going to be defended inside the Elimination Chamber. I can't remember how many times this has happened. It's not that many. So this is what makes it a big deal. So we've got Drew McIntyre taking on five different former champions as well. So we have AJ Styles, we have Jeff Hardy, we've got Randy Orton, we have The Miz, and Drumroll. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Dave. And we have Sheamus as well. So it's going to be five, basically five on one. Drew trying to hold on to his lovely shiny gold mm-hmm. against five men that are, you know, clawing it a bit. Plus, we have a Miz with his money in the bank as well that could easily cash in after this match. Ross, yes, <laughs> this is a sort of big match, especially on the road to WrestleMania, considering that Elimination Chamber was originally like the last big thing that the champion had or the challenger had to go through on the way to <clears throat> WrestleMania. This is happening in February, so what do you think about the five former champions that have been picked to participate in this match? It's actually quite dull, I'm going to be honest, I find it quite dull. Because when you went five former champions, you're like, oh that's cool, but then you realise it's like the same way, you know, Jack Swagger, former world champion, like, I still don't want to see him, you know what I mean? So, um... Yeah, like Jeff Hardy, why does he, you know, first man eliminated for this year's Royal Rumble, hasn't won a match in about a year, like, what, what has he done here on a title shot, other than he lost, against AJ, he lost against AJ Styles this week, that's what he's Exactly, and there you go. <laughs> AJ, he, he's been on a bit of a run, but you know he's not going to win it. Sheamus was sort of predictable, The Miz, I felt, was a waste because he's already got the Money in the Bank contract. And Randy Orton, like, 
uh, if you've seen the viewership the drop from the second hour to the third hour of Raw this week, you can tell that WWE have basically used Drew McIntyre Randy Orton far too much. It's done now. And you know that Randy Orton's plans for WrestleMania lie elsewhere. So it's a mix of people that are a bit of uninspired choices and people you know are going elsewhere. It just kind of makes it like, oh God, this is going to be... It's a a true win, I think. I know Jack and um, David Campbell have said in the chat that they think James could actually do it. I I really don't. Mm. Yeah. Dave, see the idea that Ross has just said here. Um, Would you agree with the fact that it's quite a special because you do have... The Miz has got the Money in the Bank briefcase, but he's also in a a sort of rivalry with Bad Bunny right Mm. now. Uh, And we don't think that's going to be... Like the WWE title is not going to be in his forte when it comes to WrestleMania season, and then Jeff Hardy being in the match as well. Like, is there anything that is putting you off the Elimination Chamber match? It's just this time around. You go because the Elimination Chamber. You know, if it happens, you know, I'll obviously watch it. But mm-hmm. this time, it just feels so uninspiring because there are so many programs going on that it. In this instance, the WWE title scene it's not really needed because you already have you've already sort of lit the flame with the drew versus sheamus feud like you know you could have those two going against each other you could have you know if i was to use the elimination chamber in this time around i would use it to find a new number one contender for asuka like you know get another women's chamber match going because you know they've been received fairly well over the last sort of few years and we saw that dominant performance from Shayna Baszler uh, last year too. So why not say we can do it again? You know, have Charlotte Flair in there, have Rhea Ripley in there and have a few others in there just to make up the numbers. Because, you know, we all sort of have a rough idea of, you know, where the Raw Women's title picture is going to be. But the WWE title is a bit more up in the air. And I think I was under the impression that the Sheamus feud was sort of like a, a captivating place filler between the Rumble and Mania. Because I think the original plan was obviously Keith Lee to win the Rumble and... Uh, wins the men's rumble at least and go on to face Drew but I don't know you know I think Ross sort of touched on everything you know all the other competitors in this match have kind of got programs going for them or like and in the case of Jeff Hardy you know he he has zero momentum behind him so it's again it just feels kind of irrelevant at this stage yeah who would you put in the place of Jeff Hardy and it has to be a former WWE champion it could be whoever the hell you want Kofi Kingston maybe that's a good one. Yep. Grant, see with the lineup for the actual Elimination Chamber match, would it attract you a non like traditional WWE watcher? Because you only really tend to you'll watch NXT, but when it comes to Raw and SmackDown, it's not really your thing. So would that make you want to watch the Elimination Chamber? I'm kind of with Ross, but I feel a wee bit it's uninspiring. There's a couple of good choices in there, like AJ Styles can always you can always guarantee he's going to get a good match out of him. But outside that, you know, like even Drew himself said, "Hey, look, it's Drew V's Orton for the first time in 2021. <laughs> the first time ever. Historic. It's it's one of those things that it's just. I felt there's so many other people that had perhaps good showings at the Rumble they could have thrown in rather than the whole. I get the whole. Building up his former champions kind of puts it in line for Drew to have a good showing because they wanted to really showcase him as the face of the company, mm-hmm. um, beside Roman. 
Um, I would have maybe thrown in some alternative options, like if Lashley didn't have the title, maybe throw Bobby Lashley in there or Matt Riddle. Someone, some people are a bit more left field, but I think would put on fantastic shows. They don't necessarily need to win; they just need to look good out coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's plenty of people that they could have actually put in. I mean, you do have Damian Priest as well as being like the up and comer. It doesn't have to win. Maybe gets the score up and fall, make himself oh, look good. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was waiting. I was uh, hoping it wasn't going to happen. But the fact that it's, I don't know, it's just stem to raw as well. I would have preferred to have a little bit more of a mix up. Maybe bring some of the guys over from SmackDown as well, because it's again, it's a dual branded pay per view that is going to be determining the winner. Uh, who is going to probably headline a dual pay-per-view there's no point in like not bringing over maybe a guy from Smackdown aka Daniel Bryan I think one of the things here is the No Elimination Chamber on its own is a draw excuse me Mm -hmm. they know um, people will tune in regardless even if the lineup is uninspiring or the, the outcome tends to be a bit more obvious in recent years with WrestleMania cards leaked usually around about December. Whereas Fastlane is sort of that pay-per-view you need to get out of the way. So if they, say, after Elimination Chamber have, say, Bianca Belair go, I'm going after the SmackDown Women's title when Edge says he's going after the WWE title, you then need a match or a programme from Fastlane to WrestleMania where you have the Raw Women's title decided and the SmackDown Universal title decided so mm-hmm. it, it kind of I, I can see why they're doing it because the Elimination Chamber is sort of like Money in the Bank and Royal Rumble it kind of mm-hmm. stands in the as a gimmick match now whereas Fastlane needs that hook so like oh by the way we're having a fatal four way with you know say Brian Owens Rey Mysterio and Corbin and the winner faces Roman Reigns like mm-hmm. you know that 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 is more WrestleMania implications, it therefore gets more interest on Fastlane, kind of like Charlotte Becky for the number one contenders match a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, it still, I would prefer if it was a mixed bag and they basically just say to people, right, look, once you win the Royal Rumble, you make your decision the next night on Raw, and then we have a mixed bag, you know, three Raw, three SmackDown, and the winner you know, gets a shot at whatever the leftover title is. The leftover title. You know what I would have really loved to see is either Christian being in the Elimination Chamber and or winning it and Edge challenging him at WrestleMania or Edge just decides that him and Christian are going to go after the tag titles instead of the main title. As long as Christian's involved, I don't care. See, Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Never! He was in the Royal Rumble! See, see what I'm hoping with the Edge and Christian is because I would like to see them in a tag team match. Maybe not at WrestleMania, but before WrestleMania, because obviously Edge has to challenge for one of the main titles. I reckon, uh, if the reports are to suggest, I think Edge is going to face Roman Reigns for the Universal title. But hopefully by this point, Jimmy Uso comes back. The Usos reunite. Uh, the bloodline looks even stronger than before. And then Edge says, right, before I take you on at WrestleMania, I'm going to take out your two, your two cousins. 
and that's when he brings in Christian and they could have a tag team match at Fastlane. You know, something just sort of hooked the audience in. They get to see Edge and Christian reunite and it furthers the potential storyline between Edge and Roman. No, Dave, six-man tag. Bring back Kurt Angle. Kazoo's for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, anything to do with Christian and I'm happy. But, yeah, Grant. I'd go mere left field or Bugger the, bugger the Universal title, bugger the WWE title. Give me Edge if he's Pete Dunne. Balor, you drop that bloody belt. <laughs> Indeed. Is he not on my, on my team? Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Who's sitting nodding like, I'd be interested in that one. talk of Elimination Chamber, which is a week on Sunday, and yet, you know, you've got TakeOver uh, Vengeance Day, which is this Sunday. Well done, Dave. You got there eventually. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's actually something we can talk about just now. Um, so Austin Theory decided to put out a nice wee video uh, for this week's episode of NXT, which again will be airing tonight, um, that Kushida seems to have injured Mr. Johnny Gargano, a.k.a. I don't want to defend my North American Championship to anybody. <laughs> and that's the way he likes it. Yes, it is. The way. The way. So, do you think. I can never control it when you're on this panel, Ross. I can never do it. I'm just here for the company. Well, that's it. Paris has decided he's going to go angry face. <laughs> he hates bad jokes. You've got an angry octopus on your hands. Um, but yes, so Austin Theory, um, I don't know if he was in a car or something, I don't know what he was holding in his hands as well, um, posted that Kushida took out Johnny Gargano to the point that he can't even compete this Sunday at TakeOver, so Austin Theory is going to make Kushida pay, not by cash, not by debit, not by credit. <laughs> Honestly, that, that was the one thing I picked up from that promo. Was just that's the way he's not going to pay. It's not cash, not credit, not debit. And that's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, I quite Dave... like this new... <laughs> Sorry, I, I quite like this new Diffus Austin Theory thing because his sort of, I'm, I'm amazing, I'm, you know, I'm such a good athlete. It was just... Like, we've seen about thousands of them, you know what I mean? We're still with Dobbs Igloo, that's sort of his gimmick. Like, I'm better than you, and I know it. You know I'm what I mean? Uh, <laughs> what are you, MJF? Like, well, there you go, there you go. There's another one. Um, so, and then we had sort of Seth Rollins' Disciple gimmick, which died in its arse. And then this one, it's sort of just, he's a gullible protege this time, and he is just so stupid. He's like, he's like the Mimsy. Do you think this match will happen at TakeOver? Um, Johnny Gargano versus Kushida, or do you think uh, NXT have got something else mm. in the pipeline for this particular storyline? Uh, I think the safest option would be just have. Uh, Kushida versus Theory. You know, it sort of c- keeps the, s- the story going and it gives Theory a reason to, to take out uh, Kushida now. But they've still got the-, the NXT title match still there. They've got the two finals of the both Dusty Cups happening there as well. And it 
uh, based on what we'll see tonight, the, the two semi-final, the two last semi-final matches will probably happen there because we know Champ and Thatcher are going to be in the in the final, and it's either going to be they're going to face MSK or Legado del Fantasma. So I mean, nice nice mix of teams there for sure, and it'll be Dakota and Raquel versus Ember and Shotzi or uh, Candice and Indy. Now, how do you know that the grizzled young veterans are not going to make it to the final again? Because they oh, yeah. are grizzled. Oh yeah, I forgot grizzled that. Grizzled young I'm, veterans. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yeah, they're, they're actually facing grizzled young vets beforehand. Yes, they are. As someone who has Darkland Thatcher on his draft team, I, I, I commend you, David. Get, get, get the fantasies of those grizzled young veterans, those sweaty, smelly Liverpoolians. Get them out of here, because soon to be recognised <laughs> as your tag team classic winners of Thatcher and Champa. <laughs> Oh. Speaking of speaking of the grizzled young vets, it's a shame that they've had to close down their wrestling school in Liverpool. That was a shame. Yes, yeah, that mm. was announced um, earlier today or earlier this week. Um, that their school has unfortunately had to close down, which it sucks. It sucks. Nobody yeah. likes to see wrestling schools close down, especially one that was very very promising, especially post speaking out. I think it's uh, like pandemic hitting, money drying up like in that area and obviously it looks like they are going to be NXT full time now. Mm. So logistically I don't think it makes sense and I think with, you mentioned the speaking out sort of thing, a lot of people were associated with things they didn't actually do because they basically, you know, went to America or Japan to wrestle and then they've put someone in charge they trusted and then it turns out that trust was, you know, misfounded. So I think they maybe just thought, best to, if we can't do it, we don't want anyone else to do it, just close it down. Safe. Safe bet. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. that's it. They, their school seemed to be the one that I never heard anything harm about or bad about. So yeah. it's a shame to see one of the good ones go down. It was a, it was mm-hmm. a promising school, good links to TNT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, but I'll, I'll get a wee prediction of who's going to win the uh, semi-final match tonight be- uh, between Champa at not uh, Champa and Thatcher. I was about to say Champa and Gargano and break my heart again. DIY. <laughs> uh, and the team of Grizzle Jung Betters. Ross, I know who you're going to go with, but we'll just need to hear it. Uh, we are going Thatcher and Champa. Dave. Yeah, as much as I'd like Grizzle Jung Vets to get their dues, uh, I think uh, Champa and Thatcher seem to be the most likely candidates given you know they're the uh the odd couple tag team and odd couple tag teams tend to usually win the dusty cup and grant i'm totally behind that real tag team i want them to win pump that ross and jack's team boys pump them i know i kind of want the grizzled junk veterans to be in the final again it's it's a <laughs> tournament that's not for teams the bros are away Balor and um, what's his face? The Mojo. Joe. Mojo. Mojo. Right, Balor and Joe, and then uh, who won it? Oh, they got undisputed era went in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like they, they only won it because they got interfered in the tournament. So, <laughs> and it technically yep. wasn't the team of undisputed era. It's like when you get two random Bullet Club members together. <laughs> Still undisputed era though is the team name, and then the year prior you had AOP. Yeah, I think AOP is like the only AOP is the only legit tag team, tag team won. Yeah. that's won it. <laughs> so, no, to balance the numbers, up, you know, the tag team. I know they need to they need to start balancing the numbers up because it's you know 
it's the Dusty Cup. Um, but we also have uh, a semi-final match uh, for the women's uh, Dusty Cup happening with uh, Ember and Shotzi, who are like my favourite tag team of all time, taking on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, Dave, I think you've probably got a, like you've got a wee idea about who you want to mm-hmm. advance to the final that's happening this Sunday. Uh, I think. Uh... Oh no, I think you've got that wrong. I think Dakota and Raquel are already in the final. It's uh, Candice uh, and Indy wrestling. Candice and on. Indy, yeah. yeah. No, I, think I don't Sh- like Indy, that's why. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I've got Shotzi and Ember winning this one, largely because I think a, haste v, a face v heel team is the way to go. And speaking of the way to go, uh, you know, it, it, they just seem to be in uh-huh, a... Uh-huh. <laughs> they just seem to be in a, a dip of bad luck as of late. You know, Gargano's injured and if uh or potentially injured i should say and if that run of bad luck's going to continue i think candace and indy need to be uh need to be kicked out of the dusty cup at this stage so we've got a because i'd rather see a face v heel final rather than a heel v heel because it, does, it doesn't really make sense because i actually spoiler alert i've got dakota and raquel to win the whole thing yes yes you do mm-hmm. <laughs> grant uh, the look on your face seems that you might disagree with that i want candace i want candace to go through I do. I like, as, as much as I love Shotzi, this is why I'm conflicted. I'm not very big on Indy. I'm not very big on Ember. But I love Candice yeah. and I love Shotzi. But the <laughs> idea of a heel vs heel one, but you could have a turn um, within either one of the teams, I'd say, like, reasonably have Dakota Kai go back to being a face. Perhaps she costs it for her and Raquel, and Raquel just goes, ah, I've had enough of you. I've protected you long enough. You're getting smashed. I'm going after you. Should I next? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, see, I think that's the other outcome, I think, but I'm expecting the Dakota Raquel breakup to happen after they lose their tag team title opportunity. Because I think Raquel still needs that momentum uh, if she wants to be considered uh, a singles challenger for EO. Because remember, she does get that. She did pin her at War Games, which I think was what planted the seed first. She beat Rhea Ripley in the last woman standing. And I think if she wins this, just this just cements her as a bigger, an even bigger threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ross. Who do you think is going to win tonight between uh, the team of Shotzi and Ember and Candice and Indy? Well, once again, I've got no strong feelings again, just here for the company. Uh, but if you press me for an answer, then... You must answer. Um, so Candice and Indy are already through, did you say? No, that's... This is the semi-final. Oh, they're, the semi-final they're, they're facing it's... Ember and Shotzi? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, I think the way... I think they'll... I think we were talking about real tag teams winning it. They're like possibly along with Gonzalez and um, Dakota Kai, the only actual women's tag teams, you know, in that division. So I think they might win that. Also, just a wee fantasy book, since I do it all the time. The talk of the NXT title being on WrestleMania wouldn't be a bad idea. We need a women's tag match for WrestleMania for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Why not have the Dusty Cup winners? you know, face then, because they, those tag types can be defended on any brand. And it does seem the past two WrestleManias have just sort of been thrown onto the card. So why not have a storyline going into it? I like that idea. Yeah, that's good thinking. I the mean... Next, the next uh, takeover is like WrestleMania weekend anyway. Yes, mm-hmm. but... but... Oh, well, WrestleMania Saturday, Sunday this year. Yeah, that's right, yeah. two nights. So mm-hmm. it'll probably be like a couple of weeks before, no doubt. Um. Mm-hmm. 
But don't ever take away the Iconics winning the tag titles at WrestleMania away from them. Don't say it just was thrown oh, onto no, the no, no, that, no, that, no, like, that. That was poor then. That was poor then. That was poor the Iconics. I had that in the sweep. I had Peyton, uh, was it Billy Kay? Billy Kay pin Bailey and the Iconics to win. And it happened. And everyone was sort of just, because <laughs> we were watching it with Gary's daughter, Lucy, who was the biggest Bailey fan in the world. And everyone tried oh, to be yeah. respectful. Oh, like, yeah. oh, Bailey, get the Ashton, get them next time, pal. And there's Ross in the corner. Because it brought me right back into the sweep for the final stretch. Just like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is there anything else happening on NXT this week that sort of hit leading up? I mean, you'll probably have more one to ones with Pete Dunne and Finn Balor, which, you know, that's that's going to be a good match in itself. Um, See that Edge promo last week as well? That was actually quite uh, quite captivating. Mm-hmm. To say, you know, he's actually... of... <laughs> on you go, Grant. Other than the fact that by the end of last week, what has Edge done? Just given us the biggest massive version of wrestling, blue balls of all time. Yeah. I know, it, the Royal Rumble winners either tell you straight away or rip the arse out of it. There's no in-between. It's not just, you know what, I had a dream last night. I think I need to listen to my heart. No, <laughs> That's I've, why I've I got... chose to save the Universal title. I've got the best one. I've got the best one. He talks about the NXT title. He talks about the Universal. He talks about the game. What? Put him against Volter. I want to see what happens. I want to see if he dies or not. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to Spearman and Volter just doesn't budge. Um, so I just no sells like you're like. Well. It's like, did you see what he done to Dragonov, pal? You're dead. <laughs> God, imagine him like proper chopping edge and like edge has gotten extremely skinny. You can see it on his face. There's no padding. Mm. Oh my god! Like he's got jacked now. Like you could, uh, he he lost a ton of weight uh, during his time off, and he he got proper shredded too. I think Orton even alluded to it in not this year's Rumble, but last year's Rumble. It was like first time he sees Edge, it's like, oh man, you're you're looking jacked, you're looking shredded. <laughs> I mean, you can see in his face, it's just his cheekbones, but I just keep thinking that Edge looks really unhealthy because of that. So anything else happened this week? It's been quite a quite a quiet week. Hmm. I would say in terms of wrestling, I mean, they have determined that there's going to be a triple threat for the US Championship. You have a Mr. Keith Lee making his his big return to Raw um, to so, like sort of cement his place in that title feud. And you've got Matt Riddle, sorry, Riddle, taking on the US Champion in Bobby Lashley. Now, I don't know about you guys, but... It kind of seems like it's going to be a predictable outcome and that Bobby Lashley is dropping this belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And the triple threat? Yes. I see... Um, Trees like... are green. Red roses don't too. See that. Don't see red roses either. Um, I see <laughs> all the blue. It's in my head now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I had to. I had to. Um, yeah, I think Keith Lee Bobby Lashley is the WrestleMania match, and I think the the usual triple threat thing where. The good guy hits a finisher on someone, in this case it will be Riddle, and the heel sneaks in for the win. Okay. And it'll be the case of, well, you didn't beat me, and that'll be the sort of, the swan song to that sort of run for Riddle, because he's had a, a couple of chances at US title now, but he's not done it. Mm-hmm. That'll be him out of the title picture, and then it'll be Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley. 
Mm. Yeah, do you think the Hurt Business will have a have a help in deciding that match? Um, well, Triple Threat's no DQ, so maybe, but um, I don't know, they might do something where it's like Keith and Riddle need to team up the week of four. They beat the Hurt Business, the Hurt Business are banned, and also Hurt Business tag champs, they might have a match of their own. Mm. Uh, can I uh, can I offer an alternative, and this might be a bit extreme with the fantasy booking here. I actually think that Matt Riddle could win this one. Uh, Is that because he's in your drag team? Partly, but also because I think it's very possible, because I've seen rumours about this as well in the last like month or so, that Keith Lee could potentially turn heel and join the Hurt Business. Ooh. Yep. So this is what I'm thinking. Because obviously, because obviously, Riddle and Keith had a, a match this week. Keith gets the win, but then they're obviously outnumbered by the Hurt Business with Lashley MVP, etc. I think you know. I think Riddle's probably the least likely out of him and Keith to win the US title here, which I think is why he might end up winning it. And then he'll have this sort of teasing feud with Keith. Almost, you know, they might tag against the Hurt Business again. But then it gets to a point where Keith actually turns heel on Riddle. And he's the one to take the US title off of Riddle. I mean, it would surprise me if Keith Lee did a heel turn, to be honest. I mean, the, ever since he's come to Raw from uh, from NXT, that sort of draw that you had towards him sort of feels like it's flailed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, they changed his music. How dare they? Right? Because his music in NXT was... Mwah! Chef's kisses. <laughs> And just that sort of likable character, like the changes gear and everything. I was like, that's not what Keith Lee wears. It's like it's like almost like they're trying to make him look fat. And I'm like, rude. That is very very rude. But yeah, like I don't know if uh, Grant and Ross agree that it seems like Keith Lee might be headed for a wee cheeky heel turn just because he's not really like sort of. I don't know what the word on. It's like he's engaging, as engaging as he was uh, with NXT, but Grant, I'll ask you first. To me, they totally failed to capitalise on his momentum. Like, he came out of NXT after having a run with like, both belts and stuff like that. He should have came on and been making a big impact instead, for whatever reason. Yeah. They changed him to that fucking god-awful music that is just awful. And they just didn't really seem to give him any time to get his personality across. So, what, you know... Like they could have really had him just like bulldozing guys, which really they should have done from the get go. Because, like, look at the size of the man and the way he moves. I would not um, want to get fucking stuck in the ring with that. Well, yeah, we've we've seen what Keith Lee can do, like the whole shoving Adam Cole and in, into the uh, well, into the audience <laughs> when we had them. Um, and I think the last well, time I saw I'd, a moment like that was when member ICW with Shigeru Iri when he fucking <laughs> launched Lionheart about three hundred yards into the air. I love that man. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's exactly like that. I mean, because then after that that moment happened, because that was a very unexpected moment of him shoulder blocking uh, Adam Cole into the audience. Like none of us seen that coming. That they had, they did it over and over again, and it, that sort of thing never got old. Mm-hmm. So but again. Not, not- not to the point where, you know, it was like Adam Cole getting flung about uh, four rows into the audience, you know, but all the other pounces you see, I mean, they're okay, but they're not, they've been nothing spectacular. It's sort of like that uh, capture lightning at a bottle moment with uh, that move where it turns into a gif. But then you see it more and more. I think it sort of devalues it a bit. 
Yeah, um, Ross, yeah. see, see this, this comes back to um, Triple H, William Regal being able to work and mm. sort of bring out the best of the guys in NXT and somehow that gets lost when they mm. come to Raw and SmackDown. Um, it's definitely been that case for Keith Lee, hasn't it? I think something that's been um, an NXT staple is that people don't need to be on TV every week. Um, you know, like my my prime example was look how over Enzo and Cass were NXT 2015, early 2016. And then when they came to Raw, it was every week. It was the same shtick just to sell t-shirts. Um, and th- this is sort of a two-way street. It's part WWE, part the fans. When people aren't on NXT one week, no one goes, my God, where, where, where was Keith? Where was Cole? Where was Organo? You know, they just go, oh, well, they had a promo, they had this, or they plugged this, so it fumbles that storyline without having to be there, blah, blah, blah. When people aren't on Raw SmackDown, Keith Lee wasn't on Raw this week. Keith Lee, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? He must be getting buried and if he's not been on for a week. It becomes a self prophecy, whereas if he, he doesn't start going up there, well, I will tell you. And if he does show up, but people just forget about it. You know what I mean? So. Well, yeah, because like we're we're talking about the fact that NXT seemed to be able to actually capture that personality, and it is the idea. Like I remember, it was somebody on Total Divas. It could have been Natalia. It could have been one of the Bella Twins in season one, saying that if you're not on TV, they're going to forget about you. Like mm-hmm. the fans are going to forget about you. But that doesn't happen with NXT. You you know that they've got that NXT loyalty, and they do seem to utilise all the sort of resources that they have. It's like maybe if they're not going to be on NXT with like either an in-ring promo or even a match, they'll have like maybe a backstage segment, they'll have something put out on Twitter, something put out on Facebook, um, just like little snippets that sort of reminds you because they could have multiple feuds going on at a different time and still keep you interested, um, which is somewhere it gets lost when you go to Raw and SmackDown, it's it's a very big problem uh, the WWE seem to have, and I think that's unfortunately what's happened to Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not had a bit of luck. Obviously, Mia Yim uh, had been tested for COVID, which came back positive, and obviously Keith Lee would have had to isolate uh, at the same time. So again, the pandemic has not helped whatsoever. I think it could have been a a lot different because we saw we saw the reaction when Keith Lee appeared in the Rumble like and like the reaction on Brock Lesnar's face said all the fans oh big that, boy oh big boy <laughs> that's you know, one of my favourite reactions ever because again it showed a bit of personality to Brock Lesnar which I didn't think he had but that that just shows that there is a bit of a, a sort of a grey area between that and that's why I know a lot of us always say I don't want this guy from NXT or this woman from NXT to go to Raw and SmackDown. So, I mean, you never know. Uh, a Keith Lee heel turn might it might work because let's just face it, he is the limitless one. There's no limit to his his character in the ring. And plus, it would it's a different side that we could possibly see. Um, but then we do have the possibility of the heart business maybe breaking up because. There's been a, like a, a little rift, um, mm-hmm. so you never know. Keith Lee could actually take Cedric Alexander's place, 
you never know. It doesn't mean that they have to expand. They can kick out the rankings. So, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a grey area when it comes to this match. But obviously, Dave, you want Reddles to win it <laughs> naturally. <laughs> yeah, just Grant, to get my, just to get my points there. Of course, Grant. Who would you maybe see just sort of winning? I'm 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 back in mine and Gary's draft pick since we were scooping up champions left, right, and centre. Big oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley with the world's worst submission of all time to win. <laughs> and you know what? I'll 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 say keep Lee. That's just because I like to be the odd one out. What else <laughs> happened this week? Uh, Keith is uh, Keith and Bobby Lashley are both on Grant and Gary's team. All right, um, no contest so- for me. <laughs> <laughs> It's no, just going to get called to a, a, it's just like, nope, nope, too many shenanigans, you know what, I'm no having this big, you know, smack daddy Adam Pierce. I, th- I think for the rest of this episode, we should call a truce between our four teams of it, and let's just go after the, like, the rest of the losers. You've got that wind-up merchant goat, mm-hmm. um, with, that, with, that, with, with, that, with that boy, what is it, Ryan, Ryan Gimpaker or what, and then you've got, sorry, sorry Ross, I can use your brother, but you've got like the, the silent assassin and then the big prick Wilson. So let's all just slag them for a change. <laughs> oh no, he's not silent at all. We don't need to apologise. Okay. Well, we'll do our talking on draft. We'll do our talking on the draft. Never fucking shuts up and start the draft live. <laughs> and I just go, and hi, here comes the weekend, no, not the weekend update, because that's Saturday night live. Here comes the midweek update. Me, David Gallagher. Fucking hell! Yeah, wait, I remember. I remember. Who the fuck said this? Fuck me! Every time David, every time David Campbell appears live, I'm like, fuck! What is that boy from The Incredibles going to try and do now? <laughs> Syndrome. <laughs> <sighs> Hi, it's me. Anyway, David back Campbell. to the wrestling. Anyway, back, back to the wrestling. Back to the wrestling. You know, a former show of Ryan Gimker. So, uh, yeah, another thing that happened uh, this week on Raw, we have already mentioned it very, very slightly, um, but AJ Styles, uh, with his lovely company with Omos, the big giant freaking nature, um, defeated Jeff Hardy, and somehow Jeff Hardy qualifies for an Elimination Chamber match, because that's how life works. Omos stares at the ring the same way that your grandparents look at your phone when you show them a meme. (laughs) I love Omos. Yeah, oh, I think you know he, you know he, he just uh, Omos is a, is one of those guys who can you know he, he comes across as very serious and very stern, but he actually has quite a, an interesting interaction with AJ because AJ's you know the the charismatic mouthpiece who's you know cutting his own promos and Omos is just the big bodyguard looking figure standing there just nod, nodding like mm, yeah. I still yeah. want to find out like how AJ Styles managed to kill Akira Tozawa's big giant ninja. Money. 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 That's why. Yeah. So Ak- Akira Tozawa just couldn't pay his big massive ninja anymore. I miss Akira Tozawa's ninja. He got furloughed. He got furloughed and <laughs> AJ came in with it. The deal it's like, you're getting furloughed. Like, I'll pal. take you. I'll pay the rest of your wages, pal. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Something else notable that happened this week. Uh, Grant, because you spoiled it for me. Because um, I haven't had a chance to watch Impact yet, so this is the only thing about Impact that we will talk about. But um, the K got a new member. Mantar. <laughs> Not yeah. a Mantar. Yeah, I was gonna say, it, it's Mantar. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you've all seen South Park, we all know that it's Man Bear Pig. 
Part, part bear, part pig. You see, he's super cereal. But yes, I'm gonna. Sorry, decay are very, you know, dear to my heart. I love Crazy Steve. I love Rosemary. So when they got back together and reunited, I was so so happy. And then they bring in a big bull. And AEW have a show this Saturday, did they not? Because I seen there was a change to the tag title match. Ooh. There's a third team being added. Ooh. It's quite. It's got my interest. It has got my interest. I have also seen that there is going to be a match with um, AKA Baby Dolph Ziggler. Sorry, Ryan Nemeth. Um, baby Dolph. Baby Dolph. Baby Dolph. Baby Dolph. Yeah, it's. Have you seen Dolph Ziggler's? Sorry, have you seen Dolph Ziggler's tweets? Um, it was the promo that Ryan cut on Dark when he says. Just say it. You love Ryan. You'll feel better. And he retweeted it. I don't even like Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We all feel in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No shame. No shame. We don't like Ryan. What? I never said anything. Did you say anything? No. I think one of my like I'll, I'll go around and I'll ask you it's like the sort of your favourite moment that's happened from the past week so last Wednesday to this Wednesday which is technically like this is today where we're recording um, so David Hockney what's been your favourite um, part of the, the last week in wrestling besides the draft stuff my whole stuff <laughs> about your personal life just because of the <laughs> just because of the sheer cultural impact and how much uh, it's been sweeping across social media. It's, it's probably one of the funniest things I've seen in uh, since uh, I don't know since a little bit of the bubbly, I'd say. Can be. Well, did Dave just mention the impact on the whole? Um, <laughs> that's been mine. Um, Artist reaction, I think, as well to Charlie Caruso saying DP. I love DP, and Artist just stops and goes, you know. You don't mean what you say, and then just continues. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, you broke. You just broke Gran. It's the meme that it's the meme that I saw about that because Charlie Caruso saying I love DP, then it cut to Nia Jack shouting my whole three hours later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't write this stuff. It's incredible. Gran, what's been your favourite part of the week? To me, to me, I think it was like Jay White doing the perfect impersonation of when you wind up someone bigger than you and they actually come at you and you run like a little bitch. I was going to give some context to the people that don't uh, watch New Japan uh, all that so, often. So building up towards the um, towards these like six man tag title match, him and God against Ishi, Goto, and Yoshihashi. Jay White's just been pretty much being a big dick, winding them up. Convince, like pretty much getting them to jump over commentary to come and attack him and this time he's like well then fucking come at me then fucking Ishii literally went through the middle ropes to go after him and he ran like hell like the same way like you see some big and it's like what are you going to do and they take three steps towards you and you go no fuck that I'm it <laughs> I mean with all first if I saw Ishii running towards me I would run as well I think most people would alright yeah, he's, so. he's a scary man um I would have to say my favourite part of the week um, is just, I think, it, it's, I don't know why, but it's just because I think I did it in, in the flat before it actually happened on Dynamite. Um, but Miro was making his uh, wedding toast to Kip and Penelope and he, just, he started off saying, what is love? And I'm sitting in the living room going, baby, baby don't, don't hurt me. me. 
<laughs> he tries to do it again and then the audience at AEW started doing it. I'm like, I'm so proud. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what I think you might have been referring to? That scene from Friends where Ross is fine. He's like, so what is love? L is for life. <laughs> oh, it's for... Oh, wow. Can you imagine Miro just uh, reciting that? that scene from friends like and literally giving it a high pitched e that would just be amazing big terrifying want- Nero giving it the e <laughs> <laughs> i want the next at the height of that what is love song when it get re-released for a next advert and it got in the charts and all that and honestly it played every ever on there and i fucking hated that job <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I th- I think it's been quite a quiet week in wrestling. Um, it's we probably won't get a lot of stuff kicking around until maybe closer to AEW Revolution and uh, as well as the Elimination Chamber pay per view. We'll probably have a little bit more to talk about next week because we've got uh, Vengeance Day happening this Sunday. So I am going to bid us all adieu. Uh, I want to thank my panel, uh, Ross, David, and Grant. Thank you, Sarah. Always a pleasure, never a chore. <laughs> Fucking crawler. <laughs> <laughs> Ross is only here because he needed something to do. Yes, I, I, it's just nice to get virtually out of the house, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll ask you guys listening, uh, what's been your favourite part of the week of wrestling? Uh, let us know. You can tweet us, you can get on our Facebook page, um, get onto the community page as well. Sort of, we'll we need to start talking about wrestling again guys because it's still shitty pandemic and it's been snowing right which makes it even crappier so let's get talking about wrestling and let's all just enjoy it again because it's 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 keeping us together okay i'm gonna go cry <laughs> bye guys hi i'm scott mcleod and i'm grant McGrobby. we are the host of the monthly show on the suplex retreat east meets west where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check out on the Eat Seek Suplex Receipt podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now.